We're going to start today's podcast off with a little poetry break I like to call the con of a con heart rap. Here we go. Seen a man owe me money, trying to give me some dap. Don't do no dap, hit me on my cash app. That's right, hands free. COVID-19, got gloves, no fingerprints. He want me to make a scene. They say stupid is, it's as good as stupid does. Graduated with honors, he think I'm a dum-dum. That's right, head of my class. Business man, I got a slash. Don't return it to me slow when I gave it to you fast. This ain't all of it, you coming a little short. Napoleon Leprechaun, you always down on your luck. This officially my last time doing business with you. I guarantee you'll need me first before I ever need you. Now me talking about money in this poem was just a metaphor for saying respect. Am I so wrong for wanting the same thing back that I gave to you? Well, I guess that's where I went wrong because they don't make them like me no more. Tupac has a quote and I'm paraphrasing it says, I still want you to eat, just not at my table. Now, to today's podcast. Hello guys and welcome back to the Let's Feast Food for Thought Podcast. I am yours truly, Mr. Paul Jahogany, and guess what? I got some more food for you. Welcome back to the table. Let's feast. Guys, we're fresh off the one-year anniversary episode. I really appreciate you guys for celebrating that with me. It, that was a huge, huge milestone in the podcast world that I accomplished um, less, um, like a year and a half ago, man. I really appreciate it, man. Never really did anything this consistent in my life. Um, as far, especially when it comes to, um, uh, trying things that's very new, you know what I mean? And this podcast thing was very new. It came highly recommended from my listeners, which are you guys and people who follow me on social media said that I give good advice and stuff like that. And you guys want to hear longer segments of the advice that I have to offer. And, and it's because of that, that really spearheaded me into this podcast industry. So with that being said, I would like to say thank you for your love and support. Right now, in our numbers, we're at 1.1,000 total plays of the podcast. So since the last episode, which was uh, only 1,000 plays, we're at 1.1. And I haven't really looked at the exact number. It says 1.1 total plays. And so you guys, even since the last time I posted an episode, you guys have still been pressing play on the podcast, future past podcast episodes in the past that I've done. If you're just now getting to know me via social media or out in the world, because I promote it, like when I talk, have regular conversations with people, I don't like me. I'm not the person that just like to just flaunt what I do. I like to just show it. And because in regular conversation is what I think in a regular conversation, like if you are really who you say that you are. It's going to come out naturally. I always believe myself and I pride myself in in showcasing that. So when I go out, I don't really promote what I do per se, because it's uh, if you ask the right questions, it's going to come out in conversation. It's going to come out naturally. Like once once people ask you like, yo, so what do you do for a living? So then it comes out like seriously. Uh, and then you just hear the way that I talk and you hear the way that I articulate myself and the way that I and uh, where I carry my energy. It's just going to come out. So uh, so, guys, I don't want you guys to get so gun hold to the point to where uh, to where you feel like you just have to overly exploit your creativity. So um, j- j- just take those take that and and, and uh, hopefully that'll work for you. And um, without further ado, we just going to get straight to the podcast. Now, today, what I'm going to talk about um, is finding your masculinity. And this is basically for my men out there. Maybe some uh, it's maybe some young, the younger generation, Generation Z. If you guys are listening to this podcast, this may be for you as well. But uh, mainly there. So my ladies, y'all can still listen too. But um, this is main, this episode right here is mainly for the men. And I want to talk to the especially the, the younger generation, man. It's like I feel like it's a lot of us. We're lost out there, but at the same time, I don't feel like everyone is lost because they only highlight the majority of the ones that's really lost because they want to 
want to brainwash the rest of them and feel like it's a lost generation. But I don't really I don't believe that it's a lost generation. I believe that it's young men out there that uh, really want to know what they should do and the things that they need to do in order to prepare to get to the next level and some things. But they may not have anybody that's around them in their circle that's teaching them or think on a type of level that they intend um to be they intend to so so basically um that just makes them want to partake in a lot of things that may be around them and peer pressure is cool sometimes like peer pressure could could look be looked at as cool is what i meant to say peer pressure could be looked at as cool sometimes like if it's around you so much so much and even if you don't want to do it initially um uh, familiarity breeds content so it's like i didn't want to do make that decision i didn't want to do this and i want to do that but it was around me so much and and i didn't have the influences around me of the things that i originally wanted to do so guess what i'm gonna do now i'm gonna do the things that's been around me so much and i think that's something that plagues us in society today so um with that being said i'm going to take a cruise with the midday blues break and when i come back i'm going to talk about some topics and some lessons that i've learned in my own personal life that i feel like can help the younger generation and even my generation like people that may be a little um, older than me or whatever because um, because knowledge has no expiration date like you can still learn like you're only as old as your ability to process new information and I feel like as long as you have your mind open you, you, you the door will always be open to experiencing something new so this cruise for the midday blues break I'm gonna um, take this break real quick and when I come back we're gonna dive right more into finding my masculinity all right guys thank you once again for coming back see you momentarily Like this, memories resurface. This privileged tendency makes it worth it. The vibe that it's giving me is perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. What, what I said, I take it back like a long time ago. Back when I broke your heart and now it's burning cold. Heard that you got a new flame, but you already know what's hotter though. Show me your soul.
Hello guys and welcome back to the Last Feast Food for Thought Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the cruise from the midday blues break. That was a dear friend of mine by the name of Nitri. You've been listening if you've been listening to my podcast for a while now, you may be quite familiar with that song. Um and for my first time listeners, her name is Nitri. N-E-T-R-E. Who T F is N-E-T-R-E on Instagram. You can find her there. She's an up-and-coming artist. Um, she makes great music, and I think you'll get a kick out of it. All right, well, with that being said, let's dive straight into the meat and potatoes. I mean, the food that I serve be nourishment for your soul. All right, guys, we're going to talk about finding um, your masculinity today, like for my, all my younger generations out there and for my men, even of my age bracket and stuff like that, because it's a lot of things that it's a lot of questions that we need to get answered. And we don't just know how to start it. We don't know how to, we don't know where to look. We don't know who to talk to. And hopefully this episode right here could be a start in the right direction. So with that being said, I'm gonna give you guys a personal experience of something that I went through in my life and, 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 uh, and a highlight. And when I found um, the first steps on when I found my masculinity and, uh, and, and it actually felt good. Actually, I have two different ones and I, but I think, um, the, 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 the first one that I, I I'm going to tell you guys is something that you possibly heard in the past. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, I think I touched on it a little bit in the past of me finding my masculinity in a, uh, on me buying shoes from a previous job, you know? So, um, but I'm, a, um, but I'm updated. Just in case you didn't listen to that episode, I actually forgot what episode it was that I was talking about it on. But um, I'm going to give you the first experience of me finding my masculinity and me wanting to explore more of my manhood and and, 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 and what I should do out here in this world and, and getting things on my own. So that's what I so that, let's just dive straight into it. So I used to work for a, for a previous job and um, and I used to buy shoes a lot. Right. And I didn't have a vehicle. I didn't. I didn't walk. I mean, I, mean, I did walk. And um, and basically, I was just just trying to be fashionable. Fashionable, you know, like because basically in poverty, for the most part, um, one thing that you can highlight on if you can't really get anything that's major, like a major purchase, like a car or something like that, jewelry, you know, what you'll usually spend your money on is clothes and shoes and stuff like that. And that was no exception for myself. So basically, what I did was every time I got paid, even though uh, because some people that was in my ear telling me that you know what you need to get a car you got to save to get a car but nobody was really trying to help me get it they were just preaching that type of stuff in my ear but nobody was trying to help and i was watching everybody else around my around in my circle succeed like i ain't gonna say succeed as far as like doing major things but it was like getting cars like they was doing certain things getting co-signed for cars and and getting like basically get, getting a helping hand getting a boost in that right direction but when it was my turn i was always i was always the one that actually got the advice that was it I was the person that said, you know what, you need to do this and you need to, but nobody was trying to help me. Nobody wasn't trying to co-sign nobody because when you first start out, let's just be honest here. When you first start out, especially coming from minority situations or whatever, I can't speak for everybody, but my situation particularly, um, you pretty much need a little boost. You need a help. You ain't got, especially if you ain't got no credit, you need a little bit of, you need a little bit of help in hand for you to get to that right direction. And every time I went to a dealership or anything like that, um, they say, well, you got a co-signer because I didn't make enough money at the jobs that I, I think I was at Walmart or, or other jobs or whatever. Um, 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 used to work for this warehouse job, need more medical or whatever. And I made enough money, but they wanted, I didn't have any credit. So it was like, we, you need a cosigner and when it came time for me looking for a cosigner there was nobody really in sight and this is no distant nobody but i was i just needed a little help you know what i mean so i had to find a long road myself so but when it was my turn it was just like you know what it is what it is man but what i used to do was so a way to relieve myself and i never really saved for no and then they would say you gotta save money you gotta save money but nobody else was saving money so why would that advice apply to me but it didn't apply to nobody else in my circle so anyways well i'm getting mad just thinking about it but anyways i'm trying to help people but here we go so um what i would do to alleviate myself and feel good about myself is to buy clothes and shoes and stuff like that so what i did was i would go Every time I got paid, a little percentage, I, after I paid my people some rent when I used to live with my people, after I paid them some rent, um, I would the way I would reward myself is buy me a couple of shoes and stuff. And I had a dude at the job. He would um, he was he was the shoe plug. He was the shoe plug, and uh, he used to come to work. And, and at the job I had, you could wear what you wanted to wear. You know what I'm saying? You could wear as long as you got came and did your job efficiently. uh, You could wear exactly what you wanted to wear. So what I did was, every time I got paid, and everybody everybody got paid the same day, obviously, duh. But um, 
and he would come. He was he had shoes in his trunk. Boom, boom, boom. He I see I compliment him on his shoes. He had the newest Lebrons and Jays and and then Kanyes or whatever at the time. Whatever Kanye, he was super expensive. So, and this was back when Kanye was with Nike. He wasn't with Adidas. He was with Nike back then. So um he had some he'll come he'll come with some Yeezys. And I thought, like, oh snap, let me get them. He yes, he wore Yeezys to work because he was riding the forklifts. So he didn't ask to, he didn't actually have to step down and do any type of like hard physical labor. He would just be on the forklift all day, lifting stuff from higher places or whatever to higher levels to lower levels. So he didn't really have to. He didn't. He was just basically showing his shoes off here and there. It was just like a fashionable thing, like the a mannequin, pretty much on a forklift. But I'll buy shoes from him and stuff all the time. So every time, so make to make the long story short. It was this other co-worker of mine. Um, he would always see me buying shoes. And he knew my situation. We would always talk about it. This, that, and the third or whatever. He knew my situation. I would walk to work every day. Or I would uh, carpool with certain co-workers or whatever. Pay them a little gas money and stuff like that. And he would always see me buying these fresh clothes and shoes and stuff all the time. And I was like, oh. Then he seen me. He pulled me to the side one time. He was like, man, um, at the end of the day, dude, I, you don't got no car. You know what I mean? You ain't got this, that, and the third. And I thought, and I looked at it as, okay, this my boy. You know what I mean? Like, we, we, we talk about this, that, and the third. We always talk about where we want to be in life and the next level. So we had those type of motivational conversations and stuff. So, um. He was ETing me pretty much. Like, you know, Eric Thomas, the motivational preacher. Uh, for the people out there, yeah, if y'all don't know who that is, go look him up on YouTube. Phenomenal motivational speaker. And I've been listening to him a long, long time. But, anyways, he was ETing me for the most part. He was motivating me and trying to get me to stay in the right direction. So, basically, he just see me boy, I'm buying all these shoes. He see how repetitive it was. He'll pull me to the side and he'll say, Man, you say you don't have a car, but you'll never get there, man, if you keep buying all these shoes from dude. And then he just highlighted uh, where I was in my life. And where that dude was in his life. He said, this dude is, he got him a good job. He post-military. So this is like his second his second career. He said, you still working on your first. Like, this is just a job for you. Like, you know. Plus, uh, you he got his own car. Every time he pull out, every time um, the end of the shift and every, every, we all about to go home, it's really a gamble for you on try, on how you going to get home. You don't know whether you finna walk or you going to try to hitch a ride with somebody. So basically, you panhandling. You know what I mean? And then he broke it down, he broke it down to me like this, cold-blooded. Like, and this was something that I needed to hear. Because nobody actually cared enough, even in my core circle. You know what I mean? Nobody really cared enough to actually tell me, like, yo, you got to get on your P. If you want to get out your people house, this is what you need to do. I'm sorry. It may take you a little longer because you want to do it the right way. But, dude, you'll never get there. You holding yourself back buying all these shoes. And then he left me with this classic line that I still use to this day. He said, your shoes look better when you hopping out your own shit. Your shoes look better when you hopping out your own shit. And I, every time I think about that, I and even now, fast forward to now. It was so life-changing for me. It almost like made my knees shake when I first heard it because, and I almost dropped a tear when he said it because it was like, oh my God, like, 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 what, what do we, what, man, fashion is, is, is very much a part of, uh, uh, of the, uh, of being in a hood or whatever like that, like making a statement and stepping out looking fresh. That's very much a part of it. And that was like the catalyst of what I, I, I thought it was a priority, even to get in a car and getting an apartment and all that stuff wasn't even on the, um, it was on the list, but it was, it seemed so far to obtain because I didn't make enough money to get there and I needed to do this and do that. And um and and I was holding myself back, making all these miscellaneous purchases, and, and looking fresh. And and I was riding the bus too, like even on my off days, like I would walk to work. Uh, I would walk to work every time. Um, when it was time where I worked five days a week, I used to work five days a week back in then when I was working at that job. I would work five days a week, and I would be off on weekends. Excuse me, it was a little parched, but um, and I'd be off on weekends. And on weekends, I would ride the bus. So I would be the freshest dude on the bus. Like, <laughs> I'm riding the bus. It's the, and, 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 and for all my listeners that's listening to this right now, I am not discrediting the bus. I still ride the bus to this day, and I got two cars. But I'm just being humble in myself or whatever. And I still, just honestly, I just genuinely ride, like to ride the bus. There's nothing wrong with it. But anyways, so this is not a discredit to people who may be riding the bus in public transportation. Trust me, I rode it for 11 years. I get it. Like, I'm very much humble. I'm, and I, <laughs> I'm very humble when, when I say that. So anyways... Um, 
So, so he, I would ride the bus all the time, every weekend and stuff like that. And I thought about it. I put it in perspective. And he was just like, man, like you, you, you got a son, dude. Like you, you have to think about your son, man. Like, and I was, and I would thought to myself, I would go and catch the bus to ride, go get my son every weekend. Uh, if my son's mother didn't drop him to me, and we was just going through a lot back then. It's a little bit better now, but it was way worse then. Our communication was just shot. It was just all, and my son was young. He couldn't really talk like that. So now my son is a lot older. He could just talk himself. And he got, I got him a phone. So it's like, okay, we're in a better, much, much better situation. So now I don't really need to talk to her. But anyway, that's another story for another day. But um, basically, he would just put me a reality check in my mailbox. Say, hey, man, you need to get on your P's and Q's, man. You need to do what you need to do, man. It's going to take you a It's going to take you a little bit longer, man. These other people that you keep telling me about, yes, they getting it a little easier. Yes, they getting the boost, but they ain't going to keep it longer than you going to keep it because your mindset is already there on how to sustain it. You just got to get it. You just ain't got it yet. You got to get it, but you will never get it if you keep doing what? Buying these shoes from old boy and old boy just hopping in his nice little car, whatever, driving off with his pound in the back. Pound is, is, a, is, a, is, is a way of saying like you got sound system in the back for my people who may not be familiar with that. You, you, he riding with his pound. He, he going out, he going to his nice apartment and stuff like that. And what you doing? You walking home with a pair of shoes in your dang on hand, hitch, um, uh, panhandling, hitchhacking for rides with carpools and stuff like that. And I thought about it and I was like, man, and even though I felt bad, it was something that I needed to hear because that woke me up and, and, and nobody nobody in my core circle I felt cared enough to even sit me down and actually break that down to me like that and I needed that in that moment and I'm so happy and I thank God that he said that because once he said the classic line your shoes look better when you hopping out your own shit that that get that got me right there that was what I needed to hear. And ever since then, I always think of that quote that he said and that conversation. I remember it like it happened yesterday. And I really, really appreciate that. And I really, really appreciate that, man. So, guys, so to my all my men that's out there looking, you may not have to take this advice that I'm telling you about now. And that was just one story that I'm telling you. And when I come back from another cruise with the Midday Blues break, I'm going to tell you the second story on um, on another highlight on how I found my my masculine, the, the beginning stages on how I found my masculinity. But this story right here is pivotal in my life because I always think about it, even still to this day, and it keeps me humble. Like, every time I jump out of my car now, I look at my shoes. And this is just something to and, and i'm not saying be focused on materialistic things but it is but my shoes is very much a part of 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 of, of where i'm going to step at next and if i don't feel good about my shoes and what i'm wearing i don't feel good about the rest of my outfit so my shoes have to uh, have to highlight the rest of my outfit and that's just how i get down and it motivates me like so you got everybody has to have something everyone has a niche on something that motivates them and shoe and my shoes me looking at my shoes is what motivate me because i'm always look and even i'm looking down i'm admiring my shoes or whatever because i admire the steps that i take to get to my next gen um my next destination nation so now i'm not telling you that you got to go out and spend money on jays and all this other stuff because this may not be the something for you that gets you to the next level but for me this is something that gets me and i really really appreciate like what he did and what he said at that time because this is something that i always use the information i always use and i even tell this to my son now because my son is at the age where he, he's in middle school now so he's at the age now where he's starting to admire his shoes and he liking girls now and all this other stuff like that and his homeboys that are little friends that he like to hang around with they all in shoes social media and all the other stuff like that so shoes is very much a part of what they're doing now so that advice was something that i could was was transcended it was transcended like it broke it broke something in me and it fixed me it it, it it repaired me back together man i just couldn't thank him enough so guys hopefully that little story right there was something that you can use as a way of uh, uh if you are in a situation to where you uh, are trying to figure out your next step and you don't know where to go hopefully this story did something for you maybe the whole shoe story didn't really rattle your cage a little bit but maybe you can use this advice as and apply it to something else where you may be going through in your life young man or man that's maybe my age or whatever maybe you could use this little bit of advice and it could help motivate you into into getting to your next step in your life or whatever because us as men what i've learned in my 32 years of living what i've learned is if nobody else got us, we got to have us. 
If nobody else have our backs like this, we have to have our backs. Understand me when I say that. Like, we got to have our back because we all we got for the most part, man. For the man, the man out here, especially minorities, for the man, nobody really got our back. We got to have our back. And we so condescended towards each other. We always like to hold each other back and all this other stuff. So what we got to do is we got to help propel ourselves to get to the next level, especially if you somewhat of a good dude and you really don't want to harm a fly out there. We really have to be careful and guard our energy and do the best that we can to provide for our families and the people that we love so hopefully this did a little bit of something for you i'm gonna take another cruise with the midday blues break and there will be no serious joke this episode so but but to take the place of the serious joke i'm gonna give you guys another story on the first steps on how i uh of me finding my masculinity and what i needed to do to help help myself get back out there to um to to provide more for myself and my family and stuff like that so hopefully this was inspirational i'm gonna take a moment and i'll be right back and 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 after that i'm gonna hear a word from my sponsor and i'll be right back with some more food for you thank you guys
Hello guys and welcome back to the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the cruise from the Midday Blues break. That artist goes by the name of Rashad and that song goes by the name of Headphones. Um, that guy, I've get, gotten to know him um, a little bit earlier this year when I was um, putting together my first movie, The Sandcastle Christmas Story. Go check it out right now on YouTube and Facebook and increments on um, on Instagram. Um, I really appreciate him. Like We have a great business relationship. And um and and um I've gotten to know him a lot over these past few months. He's letting me hold a couple, some more of his music for my next projects that I have coming out, Silhouette Shadows, which is another mini movie that I'm shooting. And um I've gotten to know him quite quite well. So um guys, go check out his projects on on Apple Music and Title, Spotify, wherever you stream music from. That that project right there, well that song is called Headphones, but the project that that's from is called Museum, and he has another one on there goes by the Quiet Loud. He's a very good R&B artist. He's been doing his thing for about 20 years now. And go check him out, man. We got to get people their flowers, man. You may have never heard of him, but good music uh, speaks very, very loud once you hear it. So, guys, go check him out in the meantime. All right. With that being said, we're going to dive back into the topic, finding my masculinity. Here's story number two on the first few steps on on the first few highlights on how I found um, the, the beginning stages on manhood and stuff like that. So let's get to it. So. This next story is um is basically about when I went to go live with my ex-girlfriend's dad, right? Now, my ex-girlfriend, me and my ex-girlfriend, we didn't work out. Um, unfortunately, we didn't work out, but we made a beautiful son out of it. But um, but during that time, I've I've gotten really, really cool with her pops. And um her pops uh, is, is is very, very cool even to this day. I actually talked to him yesterday, man. Like he's a goofball. Like we just had this great, great relationship. I still call him Pops and he still call me son. He called me Junior. Like, you know what I mean? So um he took a great liking to me and um and I looked at him as a father figure because he did a lot for me. And it's unfortunate we didn't work out, but it's all good. So it just happens that way sometimes. But here's the story, like in the beginning stages, around the time my son was first born, like the first few months and stuff like that, I was like a chicken with my head cut off. I didn't know what I was doing as far as like, because I didn't have that influence around me as far as like men raising other men. I didn't have, I didn't have nothing to pull from as, except for femininity, like a uh, woman, which is, which was very vital. I needed that too. Like, of course, like, oh, how to treat a woman, how you gonna learn how to treat women than by women. So I learned that part from women and stuff. But as far as how to be a man, I didn't really have that. I had father figures in my life, like growing up saying, Shout outs to those individuals who were very inspirational in my upbringing and my adolescence. But um, but when I became 18, 19 and, and I had a son of my own, I was looking for I was trying to pull from a lot of inspiration and I really didn't have it. And the, the one person that I kind of can credit that to in the beginning stages of my son's birth was uh, my ex-girlfriend's dad, man. I'm not going to say his name. He didn't want me to say his name or anything. And I'm, and I'm confidential with mine. And I respect that. But um, he allowed me to use the story and stuff like that. But and plus, you know, I mean, this, this is a part of my life and this is a part of my growth. So why wouldn't he want me to put that out there to help other young men? So but he still I still asked him to, to give me his graces and to give me his blessings to tell a story on on on, a, on an encounter that we had that I thought was very pivotal in my life. So let's get to it. Um, when I went up there to live with him, he, he lived in Connecticut and like he was in the military, right? So he was in the military. He, um, his, uh, he had new orders that was sent to Connecticut, New London, Connecticut. Well, Groton, Connecticut, shall I say. Um, and about around the time me and his daughter first broke up, around the time me and his daughter first broke up, uh, he said, man, you know what, man? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that situation happened. Even though that's my daughter, I get it. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it just wasn't meant to be. It had things happen. So this is what I want you to do. You seem like a very well put together young man. You got a bright future ahead of you. So I'm going to do this favor for you. And I said, what's that? Um, your son is still young right now. So he's you can let him stay with his mom or whatever like that. But I want to get give you this brief period to come in. If you want to learn how to be a man and stuff like that, and you need guidance, I want you to come live with me. And he pitched it to me over the phone and stuff. I talked to him and I was like, huh? He's like, yeah, man, I want you to come live with me, man, in Connecticut. I say, what? And, and around the time, like me and my son, we didn't really have a, an established foundation. And at that time, I felt like my son needed needed his mother more if that makes sense i feel like he needed because my son was a breast um, um my son was breastfed so i didn't really felt like in those moments my son was like what three months 
three, four months around that time, I didn't really feel, of course, he, I needed to establish my foundation and he can really get to know me, but he wasn't going to remember anything. The only thing he could probably experience is probably like me know who I am or whatever, me being around and me being him being familiar with me. But at that time in particular, I felt like it was a great move because my son really didn't remember anything like that. And I felt like I had a lot of time and I wasn't going to really be gone for that long. So he told me to give it a year. He told me to give it a year and give it a year. And uh, I want you to come up here and live with me. And I want to teach you how to be a man. And I want to teach you a couple of things on. And he had and he didn't have orders to go overseas or anything. He was in the Navy. He didn't have orders to go overseas. Uh, he was stationed in um, Groton, Connecticut. So he said, man, come on up here and live up here, man. And I'm going to show you a few things, man. I think you're going to have fun. So I was like, OK, cool. So like I said, Ron, like I said previously, me and his daughter had just broke up or whatever like that. So I was just getting over to that little stage or whatever. And that's another podcast for another day. But um, so I ended up making a trip. Boom, boom, boom. Started seeing what his lifestyle was like when I got up there. And I was like, oh, man, this is kind of cool, man. And, and then I now remember this one time in particular. Right. Um, um, he had I didn't have a job when I first got I actually I didn't have a job my entire state while I was there while I was there because he was trying to focus my mindset to joining the military because that was my intentions I wanted to eventually join the military because I didn't feel like I had any other resources that I can actually dive into at the time so I was like and this was before I got to school and I went to trade school and everything that's like another four, fast forward page of another podcast I'll probably tell y'all in the future but um but my intentions at that time was to join the military. I was like, okay, cool. So he wanted me to get engulfed into the lifestyle of what they do and stuff. If if I was going to join, I was going to join with good intentions in mind. So I, once I did that and whatever like that, he wanted to keep my focus, checking the ASVAP tests and all this other stuff. But anyways, here's an, a man. Here's a manhood experience that he wanted me to really, really uh, take. One day he had he had looked at me. He said, hey man. Um, you're sitting around here. You're not really doing nothing or whatever like that. I know you want to become a provider and all those other things like that. And, and he laid it out so crystal for me, man. He was like, man, you know what? I'm going to just take care of all the bills. And I just want you to really focus on what you want to do with your life. I'm gonna, Don't worry. I don't want to distract you with uh, get a job or whatever. And I thank him to this day for that, man, because as men, we don't really get that type of treatment. Like as soon as you like turn 18, whatever, depending on your situation, as soon as you turn 18, it's like, okay, go out there and provide, <laughs> do your thing. And me, my circumstances, I had a son. So it's like, I'm like 18, 19 years old. I had a son. So he could have been like, Hey bro, you, Hey, you got to get out here and you got to get it, man, whatever. But what he did was, and I thank God for this experience. He said, you know what? I'm going to take care of all the bills. And we lived in a nice, nice apartment. This wasn't just no apartment that no, this was a nice two-bedroom apartment, man. He gave me my own room and everything. He said, man, I'm taking care of all the bills. I'm going to take care of all the food, the expenses. I just want you to focus. I don't want no distractions on you. I just want you to focus on taking the dang on test and the ASVAB or whatever. But before you do that, I want you to experience on what it's like to be an actual man. He said, so this is what I'm going to do for you. And I was like, what's that? He said, man, I'm going to give you some money. And I'm going to give you the keys to my car. And this is what I want you to do. I just want you to go out and I want you to have a good time. He said, but here's the kicker. And I was like, what's that? I want you to do it by yourself. Because when we first got there, we did everything together. That was like, it was really like a father-son relationship. We did everything together. Like everywhere we went, we went to um, 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 uh, Providence, Rhode Island, like a couple of little, uh, I think it's like a, a city before you get to, I think it's like a state before you get to Massachusetts, Boston or whatever. But uh, we went, we went, we went traveling. We did a couple of things with surrounding cities, uh, Norwich, um, Connecticut. We went to a couple of places and stuff like that. Hartford, Connecticut. We went, we did a lot of things when I was there to get me acclimated to the new environment environment cold weather and everything so that's i didn't really was a fan of that but he said man i just want you to go out by yourself i want to i want you to go out by yourself i'm gonna give you some money and um and they it wasn't really much to do in groton connecticut like that's it wasn't really much to do they had movie theaters and 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 other little, little strip clubs here and there. we partaked in the strip club here and there but um but i i chose to go to the movie theater he said but here's the thing this is why i want you i go by yourself and once you go out there, he said, the girls up here, they're a little different now. They're different from Florida. That's where I'm from. He said, they're different from Florida. I know girls be waiting on you. Girls be waiting on you to come approach them. And you got to have this and you got to have that. He said, the girls here in um, Groton, Connecticut and up here up north, they're a little different. They'll come to you. 
they'll come to you. If you got something that they want, they'll come and approach you. And I, you know, I didn't believe it. I'm like, you know, man, because I mean, I'm like, my mindset is there still in Florida. Like, all women are like that. That's why it's so important as men to get out there and experience the world because there's a lot of land out here. And why are we not, why are we only partaking in a fraction of it? So, anyways, so I end up going out, right? I drove his car. He had like a 2005 Nissan Maxima. And I was like, oh my God, man, this is like, and this was like my first time actually like feeling myself. Like, even though it wasn't my car, I was feeling myself. Like I, he told me to adjust the seats to, cause he had the memory seats, right? So he's like, he, uh, the, the option two and the memory seat, the Nissan Maxima at the time, I don't know, it's probably a lot better now because technology and crazy stuff now, but they had the memory seat. So he chose the second option. He said, I want you to adjust the seat to how you would feel comfortable with driving. So, cause when I first got in, it was, it was automatically set to the way that he likes to drive. So he said, I want you to set it to what you like to drive. He showed me how to, um, like basically the little options and stuff, which is something that I really didn't need, but he showed me little options and he just trying to get me acclimated to like, whoa, something that I would enjoy if I actually bought it myself. So I got in the car and I ended up driving to the movie theater. And as soon as I pulled up to the movie theater, it was a long line. And then I think I went to go see Medea's, Medea goes to jail around that time. I think this was like 2009. It was like 2009. I went to see Medea goes to jail. And when as soon as I first pulled up, I kid you not, guys, I kid you not, everybody who listening, I kid you not. The good, it was a long line of girls and stuff. Of course, it was some dudes out there with their good couples or whatever. But it was, I, I think these women were single. Some of these women out there were single. And as soon as I pulled up, and, and my and my and my and my, um, and my, um, my pops, well, my ex girlfriend's dad, he uh, he told me to have the windows down. He said, have the windows down when you first pull up. Have the windows down. Don't have the music too loud, but have it loud enough to where they can actually hear you. So and that's exactly what I did. As soon as I pulled up, the girls turned their head. And it was like, pss, pss, so I could actually hear him. I'm like, oh, snap. He's like, pss, pss. and one girl in particular, a little light-skinned chick, she jumped out the line and, like, was calling me to, like, come up there, and which is what I was going to do anyway. But uh, I was like, wow. So he probably may be on to something. He's kind of right. And they gave me a little shock value, right? So... To fast forward the story. We went to the movies and everything like that. I know I probably fast forward past the good parts, right? So to fast forward the story, um, after the movie, I got home to the, from the movies and stuff like that. He said, he said, man, did you enjoy yourself? I was like, yeah. He said, so how was the whole experience like with the women and stuff like that? I say, man, you wasn't lying, dude. Like, <laughs> they, I say, man, they wanted, they calling me like they wanted my number, man. Like they was just like, <laughs> they was kind of vicious, dude. Like they wanted to know, like they were trying to get to know me and stuff like that. And I was by myself, do do do. He's like, I told you it was different, man. And then he said this classic line right here. And I said all of that to leave you guys with this classic line that he told me. He said, your confidence feels better when you know it's yours. And then he left with this. Now give me back my keys. <laughs> now give me back my keys. And what that did for me, even though he, uh, he, 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 as a joke, even though he ended it as a joke, what it did was he wanted me to get acclimated to what it's like to be a man out here in these streets. Like you can get in your car, something that you work really, really hard for, something that you paid for, something that you really, really take pride in. It wasn't about car materialism and, and sound system. So I don't want you guys to get that, get that from what I'm trying to tell you. And I know I took a long time to give you guys my point, but I wanted to really, really stir up the story and really, really like let you guys wait for what the conclusion was going to be. But the, 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 the whole point of me selling you guys this story was not for you guys to get fixated on car systems and stuff like that, trying to get girls. It was about your confidence and what could actually be yours and what being a man really is. And once he said that and once he and he wanted he fixed it all the way up for me to feel comfortable. He wanted me to feel comfortable. Now, obviously, it wasn't my car, so I couldn't 100 percent get comfortable because I never paid for it. And it wasn't mine. It was his. But he wanted me to feel what that was like and wanted me to get into the mindset while I was driving alone in the car while I was driving. He said, you know what? I want you to think it is if this is yours and you're going on a nice evening by yourself and you want to enjoy what you worked hard for. This is your car. This is you got money in your pocket. You're going to spend, spend a little time out there on the night. You If you get you some girls, boom, 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 get a couple numbers, boom, boom, boom. But that mindset right there changed my life. Because after that, I never joined the military, obviously. But um, but but that that mindset, I left I left with a bigger prize, and end up, even when I end up coming back, I stopped living with him, whatever, a little further down the line, maybe another podcast for another day. But even like I left with 
something much more powerful than a, than a military enlistment. I left with game that was going to help me for my life because it was something that I really, really cherish to this day because when you believe, when you really, really work hard for something and you feel like you earned it, it don't matter what it is. It's not materialistic things. It could be just uh, you getting yourself back in shape. It could be like, 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 like you looking at yourself, you admiring yourself, you admire the work that you put into it, whether it is, whether you do want to go buy a car, a nice little pair of shoes, some earrings or whatever, you admire yourself, you look good, you work for it. That, that Why should, why should you feel bad about something that you worked hard for? So after that moment, and even though I was mad and I've called him an asshole for taking those keys back the way that he did, he snatched them out my hand, y'all. Like, even though I was mad at him for doing that. It was a great lesson that he taught me and him snatching the keys away was like you snatching what I worked hard for away from me. But in this case, I didn't work for it. It was his. So he said, you know what? If you want this experience yourself on an everyday basis, this is what you got to do. Go out there and earn it yourself. Go get it yourself. So therefore, you don't got to ever worry about nobody snatching what's yours away from you. Unless you do it to yourself, you don't have to ever worry about another man or anybody in particular trying to come and snatch something that you worked hard for away from you, unless you get married. <laughs> then that's another case for another day. Are you all, you in back pay on the rearage on back child support and they coming to collect. But anyways, <laughs> but anyways, like literally, I want you guys to walk away with this message. Like confidence feels better when you know it's yours. Okay. Like go out there and get whatever it is that you want to get whatever but let it be yours man like uh, of course we all have our own individual paths we may get a little helping hand but and even if you do get a helping hand get that helping hand but don't abuse that hand like get 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 what you can get from that person uh, uh, eventually so you can go out on your own because i'm telling you once you get your own spot once you get your own car once it's yours even if you get your own pair of shoes and you know it's yours and you under your roof of your own house it's going to feel a thousand times better young men and men around all across the world whoever may be listening to this episode so please guys if you take nothing else from this podcast and this episode i really want you to take the fact that i want you to be confident on what you earn out here in today's world so I hopefully that did something for you guys and i'm gonna take another break and when i come back i got the dessert topping of the day thank you guys so much for listening to me thus far and we on the roll right now i'll see you guys momentarily Hello guys, before we get into the dessert topping of the day, I'm going to hit you guys with a little bit of a sample serving. And here, if you're new to the sample serving portion of the podcast, here is I like to recite you quotables that even either expired my life or things that I made up of myself. And this, this sample serving I'm about to serve to you guys right now, I don't know who the originator is, but it's been one of those sayings that I heard through my lifetime and I just found myself repeating it. So, And it goes a little something like this. You may be familiar with it. You're only as old as your ability to process new information. And I really wanted to say that one right there because a lot of people who's a little bit older, they like to get a little comfortable in their life and they become more robotic with their lifestyle. And um, they feel like they can't learn anything new because they are so used to what they're already used to. So they don't really feel like they really have to go out there and get new information like that. So hopefully that quote right there lets you know that as long as your mind stays open, you can process new information. Okay, guys? Now to the dessert topping of the day. Hello, guys, and welcome back to Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast. And you know I couldn't let you guys leave without the dessert topping of the day. Now, the dessert topping of the day is, um, it's a little bit off topic, but I kind of, it's yeah, it's definitely off topic from what I've talked about today. And I'm going to touch a little bit more on that stuff before I close you guys out. But I kind of wanted to bring this to your attention because I know, I just wanted to see if I was the older person that noticed this. Like, when you put yourself out there as far as a business, you may not have an LLC yet, but like, you want to put the energy out there as far as like for people to start taking you serious. Maybe it's people that's been following you for a while on your social media or people that's been knowing you for all your life or for a short period of time. And you finally want to be taken serious. You want to sell products. You want to you got your clothing lines. You got whatever it is that you're trying to sell. You want people to start purchasing stuff from you and and, and help you get to the next level of life. I noticed that once you start getting getting your toes in that water a little bit, the light starts flickering like. 
like 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 once you walk into that building the lights flickers and stuff it up before it comes on like why but here's my here's my opinion on why that happens it's because i think in today's society what we have done without noticing that we have gave so many different people so many so much content for free when we actually want them to pay for something they feel like i think they feel offended in a way they probably may never say it but i think they, they feel offended because it's the whole mixtape mom complex like in the music industry it's the mixtape complex like uh when, when it comes time well like artists they put a lot of free content out like because they got to build up the buzz and i get where it comes from you build up the buzz and you build up people who loves you um and who loves you for those reasons right there but when it comes time for you to put out an actual album and you ask those same supporters and fans to actually buy something they don't buy it because what how you built your built your platform and for them to actually see you has been free like whether you got a social media or anything so once you start charging those people for something they won't buy it so they'll just wait for you to give out something for free again because that's basically how you built your platform that's how you built your image so and i and 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 i don't really know how to fix that problem but i do know it all starts with how we choose to monetize ourselves and i know that we always have to we all have to start somewhere and i even use myself as an example like that's the reason like of course i put all my content out on social media and, it, and social media is a free platform but it's at the expense of what i could possibly be charging myself uh charging people for but how are you going to be put yourself in a position to where you're actually able to charge people for something if they don't already love you for uh, what they've come to love of you or whatever like that so what my problem is like we have to stop exhausting ourselves to the point to where we feel like our audience and our core audience and people who really love us and care about us don't want to support us as far as like spending money with us like spending money and I, and I found that with my own personal business and stuff like that like uh with my clothing line and everything like that and don't get me wrong we just we just got past 1.5 thousand in sales and i really really appreciate everybody who's bought anything for me and my business part of thirdwingclothing.com go get your merch um we just hit a milestone and i really appreciate you guys for showing your love and support we're on the ground level but we're on our way up to that deluxe apartment in the sky i know that's kind of corny but it, you get what i'm trying to say but thank you guys for that but anyways like you have to start like even if your favorite creators and your favorite people in the world if they show any type of ambition or uh, of trying to get to the next level i want you guys to start supporting it now and i and, and even with celebrities i see this on their pages and stuff like that when i start looking the, the major celebrities of the world when it comes uh when they just put a regular post up and it's funny and it's entertaining or whatever um they get millions of views on that but once they put up a post of them sponsoring something or or ad or something of them wanting to promote something guess what happens they don't get the same amount of views on that than they did on a previous content that made people laugh or whatever like that and i thought about it i'm like oh okay so maybe it's just a maybe people don't like the product but that's not the case because uh relatively they're sponsoring a product that everybody's already familiar with you know what I mean? And even if it's something new where people are not familiar with, they're still like they're still promoting it. So why don't they get that same love? And I just come to know that they don't want to buy it. They don't want to instill in something that they can get for free for the for, for the most part. So I want us to get out of that mindset. And I know it's going to be hard because if you really support your favorite content creators and and the people that you love, maybe in your it may, may not be even content creator, but people in your everyday life, and you see a lot, and you see that they're trying to get to the next level, help them get there. That plays us a lot in in in, in the culture and stuff like that. Because I know, and I don't really like to compare to other races and stuff, but I see for when I go when I look at other races and stuff, and I even have races um friends of other races, and I look at their communities and their culture, they don't do that. I want us to get out of the mindset of expecting everything for free because we all got to get somewhere. But if but if we start, if we got to a place to where we didn't need the support 
of the uh, of the people who was was supposed to support us when we first started out. Then they'll start calling us hypocrites and why we're not doing nothing for the community, why we're not doing anything for helping uh, helping our family members, our people get to the next level. It's because our family members and our people who's on the ground level, what well, was on the ground level with us, didn't help us while we was on that ground level. And it ain't the fact because they ain't got no money. I want to uh, quickly erase that. It ain't the fact because we don't got no money because what I see, when they be getting their checks, they still go out and buy the Nikes of the world, Adidas of the world, or whoever's of the world, whatever, like a new balance, whatever they wants to go out and buy. And I think it's all about familiarity. What you've come to learn, love already. What people, and I think it has a lot to do with peer pressure as well of what everybody else is wearing in the culture and stuff like that. Me, I've been always been a trailblazer since birth. Me, like I mean, don't get me wrong, I indulge in in some of the things that uh, that everyone's doing uh, a little bit lightly, not not too heavy, just a little light. But at the same time. I also, I always wanted to be a trailblazer in a way to where I can start my own and I can build mine from the ground up. And however long that's going to take me, I don't care if I, if I got help, which obviously I have help, but, but I'm in it for the long haul, whatever. So support goes a long way. Let's stop expecting everything for free. And don't be looking at a side eye when we um, want to charge you a fee for it. Like, like and not even got complaints about certain things here and there that shall remain nameless or whatever and i'll probably discuss that on a future podcast and uh in the future or whatever but um guys we just got to get out of the free mindset like please like why do you want it from free from me but you want you will pay everybody else but you don't want to get it for, but you want it for free from me or you want me to ch- get you um uh 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 get it get it cheap or whatever get knocked the price down a little bit no man shop like shop man shop with us man like whatever it is even if you even if you have something on the site that you don't like or whatever like that and we relaunch and we put new products up and stuff like that maybe maybe you can buy that or whatever like that but you got to start somewhere guys like and a lot of people just don't have no optimism in certain things and that's another thing that i've noticed too a lot of people don't have the same foresight that you may have and 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 so they don't want to invest in it so they don't see themselves getting to that level the same way that you see yourselves getting to that level but guys my whole point in bringing this up and i know that it's off topic is we got to get out of the free mindset because that's what plagues us i know in this content world you see that your favorite stars and creators are giving you free content all the time and you got and and that's only because we got to start somewhere we got to build a fan base but once the fan base is established you guys got to start spending money uh, like that come on guys you it ain't free forever it ain't free you can't get it for the free 99 all the time like come on dude we get if we're free, giving you free content once we put a price tag on it you should want to pay for it and don't keep stop creating excuses for it there's no excuse for great content there's no excuse for this like if i put a price tag on it but i'm giving you this for free like come on man invest in me like invest in the long haul of the potential that you see and that's all that's all i wanted to get across to you guys so thank you guys for coming to me again of on another episode of the less feastful for thought podcast and i'm gonna leave you guys this week with a cruise with the midday blues break it's um it's a it's, it's actually a poetry break that uh and it's a song that uh a spoken word piece that i did a while ago with a great friend of mine he's a producer goes by the name of ulysses select um 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 it was like an idea that he had he's very into the world and politics and stuff like that and he wanted me to write a spoken word piece to one of the a beat that he had created at his house or whatever and i and initially i wasn't a fan of writing something to like because i don't really like to get into politics and i'm i'm more into it now but this was a few years ago so you hear this track this track was recorded about five years ago but i still have it in my archives and i still play it from here and there when i want to inspire myself whenever i get in these modes or whatever so he wanted me to write a piece about the military and war and stuff and i never really liked to write stuff like that because if i feel like i can't directly connect with it or have an experience i know somebody that can connect with it i don't like to really write about it because i don't want to offend nobody but he said think about the people that you possibly may be helping if they ever hear this track so in this moment i want to leave you guys off with this it's not really it's not it doesn't it's just something i feel like you guys should want to hear should should listen to even if you like it whether you don't spoken word ain't your thing i get it i understand but i just want to leave you guys off with this powerful piece that i recorded called war syndrome thank you guys once again for coming with me to the less feast food for thought podcast and you know how i close out the podcast every single week if you've been with me consistently you guys ready repeat after me if you ever hear your stomach growl because you're hungry and you're looking for somewhere to put some food in your stomach make a pit stop here at the less feast food for thought podcast 
because I got some more food for you. And that includes leftovers. Don't forget to leave a tip. Bon appetit. And there's your dessert. All right, guys. We're going to close the podcast out with War Syndrome. Thank you guys once again. And I'll see you guys next time on the Let's Feast Food for Thought podcast. Appreciate you and I love you. Thank you for 1.1 thousand plays on this podcast. And I'll see you next time. are intersecting into a wall where there's no connection. PTSD into the minds of the innocents with only a skeleton being a reflection. Carefully peeling back layers until the whole cell shows. Raw and incompetent means yanked away from where the nature seeds are supposed to grow. Before you judge, take a closer look. Because my peripheral states that things are a lot closer than what it seems. Even with a systematic trailer prepping your experiences, your antennas won't get a clear reception until you visualize your own HD screen. Can you really feel compassion for someone you do not know? Oh, I get it. You're more attracted to the setup more than the character who's really living the show. A diamond and a rhinestone look the same until you look at the inside up close. I wasn't responsible for my loved one swearing into an entity with his right hand held up to the heaven's skies, walking blindly into a situation food on the table and survived. Your heart and the way it beats is trapped into my database now and will forever be my archive.